Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where we talk, think, work out what we think about everything in the entire universe. My name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're talking about Risk, the board game, not the board game. The uh, concept, the philosophical concept of Risk. And I am going to try and make my face not look weird on this stream. Um, so, yeah, so Risk. Why did we... I, I, because I've been reading this... Um, rich dad poor dad book which um talks about risk a bit and financial investments and how losers are the people that are scared to lose any money and that rich people aren't that it's they they brag about losing money like texans <laughs> is that what... that's what it said in the book is that what it said yeah I, uh, I i'm always dubious about that claim but yes i think i think risk is something that uh, I talk about a lot in work, at home, to do with vaccines, to do with whether or not you should risk not getting ice cream here because the ice cream at the next shop might be better. Mm. Mm. That's ha That happened last week. <laughs> then, ice um, cream risk, the, right, I'll write that down. Ice sure cream risk. That. Ice cream. <laughs> uh, shutter risk, that's to do with house improvements. Um, risk of... Uh, really are people are you going to survive Mexico on your motorcycle trip yeah. should you therefore not bother going at all or should you just take the risk what is risk I like I mean What's risk, risk management think, what is that I'm I'm quite a a I think quite a I like to think of myself as brave but risk aware <laughs> there we go <laughs> Sharon says hello good morning <laughs> hi hello, Sharon because um, we're live on Twitch HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash twitch.tv slash Michael Forrest that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L F-O-R-R-E-S-T Shaz says she is 100% risk averse here and this is the thing Shaz so uh, there is a misunderstood aspect to risk that we're going to cover today which is that there is a huge risk to inaction as well uh, but that we massively underestimate when we're uh, making decisions and deciding what to do I certainly would count myself as um, a bit of a YOLOer, as they say. I just make decisions, that risky decisions, just and go, hey, I, I don't know if I always think through all of the uh, the consequences of a risk, but I just quite like certain kinds of risks anyway. Like some yeah. things I'm... But it's, yeah, I'm scared of different I've never, things. I've never bungee know. jumped. No, I don't think I'd do that. But, but anyway, I have that's, quit a yeah. job on a whim. You have quit a job. Me, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to play. Oh, what do I have to? Right, we're going to pre play this. I, I'm just trying to think. What do I have to press on this thing? Uh, so I'm just going to show my thing. Right, building up the music. my robot you can't say thing that much on a podcast did i say thing too much yeah it's because it's all technical words in it so uh, i might as well just say thing because no one knows the difference who do they how are you doing what's the best thing that happened to you this week at bank of magic i have identified and almost paid for the loft insulation <laughs> this is house. not a good <laughs> use of the best thing this week this is a bad use <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is loft insulation. Wall, 
Wool made wool. out of sheep's wool. Right. Loft insulation has the highest R rating. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about insulation. I even I went to Twitter. I asked Twitter what they thought. Got lots of good input from people who've really thought about it a lot. I have asked lots of questions, and I am now having uh, sheep's wool loft insulation in our loft conversion. And is it local there sheep's wool? Is it local sheep's wool? After all that uh, talk well, about wool local, last week. Austrian. Austrian. Close That's enough, not far. I suppose. It's not too Might far. As well it's, be, not yeah, it's not Peruvian. It's not far. No, it's, it's not, Peru- not Peruvian. Yeah, it's not like mangoes. No. And uh, yeah, so I've done that. Some of that, And I've ordered, ordered super high triple glazed windows. Okay, that's two things. Two windows. You've done two oh, well, you... Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they are, they are they're, uh, sustainable choices for my loft conversion. How about that? Yes. There you Splendid. Go. Well that done. That gave me pleasure. Well yes, done. Yes. Well done. Good work. Still not got solar panels though. But anyway, how's your, what's the best thing that happened to you best this thing. week, Michael Forrest? Uh, the best thing was I decided on Monday I'm going to just not work for my apps. I'm going to make some, I'm going to figure out my music stream. Last week I released a video where I showed how DJ Decane goes into his, uh, does all the complicated wiring up and visuals and audio and stuff for his DJ streams. And so I've been in that video for a couple of months, and it, but just the whole time going, I just I need to sort mine out now that I've seen how much work he's put into his. So I thought, I'm just going to take the week. So I've been doing that all week, uh, pretty much. And um, I've it's it's cool. Like I've got I, I sort of figured out all of my criteria. I figured out what criteria to reject, which ones were important, and. Um, it's cool. So I've made this live stream now, my music streams, which you're going to see some little samples of the development of in the music breaks today. Um, uh, I can I can play live. People get a little avatar that walks along the bottom if they join in that can do dances and things and jump and, and say that the speech bubbles come out of them and they can hug each other and all that kind of thing. Um, I can I can. Um, I've got like dynamic, crazy, like live visualizations going on that I figured out how to do for free instead of um, paying $300 for Resolum. Uh, I've got, can control everything from my other room. I came up with a nice little visual appeal where you see like, I thought I want to, fo- I want it to be little things. So all my little robots that I've got, I can just sort of have them sitting next to the equipment and it sort of makes it a bit more of an interesting visual scene. And I can jam with other people. Other people can join in the music. My goodness. Using the power of endless.fm. Well, you like that, don't you? Yeah, and I, I managed to integrate it and synchronise it all. And someone joined in yesterday. So that's the best thing that happened this week, uh, which was like suddenly not like letting, having a bit, let someone else being able to throw things into the mix, new loops into the mix is sort of takes the pressure off me having to completely kind of be on all the music stuff the whole time. And it lets me sort of step back a little bit and relax a bit more and like control the visuals and stuff like that. And, and, and it's, and hopefully we'll kind of keep, you know, some ideas coming in. So it's, um, that's, that's what I've done this week. And so hopefully I'm going to start doing these regularly. It was exhausting though. <laughs> It's exhausting to do. <laughs> like playing live like this, it's pretty exhausting. But hey, hopefully, now that I've like ticked all the boxes of things I wanted to achieve and figured out how to, how to do them, it's going to be good fun. So there wow. we go. That's the best thing this week. Just the, the whole week was fun. Um, and I will show you like stage one where it was still a bit uh, framey. Is this is the first uh, first example.
didn't really do any music in that. <laughs> I was just playing with the Transformers and the music just stayed on a loop. I was like, why did I clip this? I don't know. Maybe something interesting <laughs> happened at the end. Let me just check. No, nothing happened at the end. Right, <laughs> let's talk about Risk. <laughs> Whoa. Um... I think the like just speaking of that, the biggest source of risk for me is overcomplicating something technically so that there's too many things that can go wrong. Like the more complicated you make something, the more points of failure there are. And so I'm really a believer in trying to find the way to kind of make something as simple as humanly possible, even though I love things that can do like I just explained that it does a million different things, but in the way that's the most likely to not die and blow up a computer. Um, now, let's weave that thought into what you're thinking about. <laughs> Blimey. Um, well, I think going back to my loft insulation mm. <laughs> or my windows. So there's a we had to make a, a risk-based decision this week around the windows. and Because here, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> this house that we've uh, renovated for living in a hot climate uh, relies on shutting windows and shutting shutters and having fans rather than air conditioning or an insulation. And uh, this week we have, we're ordering windows for loft conversion. Obviously, that gets a lot of sun, so it's a bit of a bigger risk. So we've gone for triple glazed windows. And then there is also an aluminium like a shutter that you can buy that goes on top of the window but it's phenomenally expensive mm -hmm. and so i phoned the guy uh the rep the country rep for the windows and i was like what i was going to buy this disgust and he was like you really shouldn't need this aluminium thing if you're buying that window you can buy these two blinds which are cheaper than that and so nick and i then had a conversation which was like okay if we if we do the blinds and it's not enough, then the only thing we're throwing away is two lightweight blinds and a hundred pounds. But if we, but potentially saving ourselves 600 pounds, therefore we opted for the cheaper option in this case. You know, it's like, a, what's the risk of us not buying this? It's a bit hot and then we have to order the shutters. See what I mean? Okay, that that was a, it's a boring example. That was a that was that was that was that was hard to listen to. <laughs> I'm not oh, going to lie. Sorry. I'm not going to lie. What? So there was what like two I... blind loft insulation <laughs> options. One was more expensive, and you decided you made the decision based on the fact that the real risk here was it's going to be a bit cold in the winter or hot in the summer. No, the real risk is that if it the risk can be You've fixed. Got to throw away. Right, the and risk, got, so the you get another chance. Potentially throwing away, you get another chance. And the the environmental risk, if that's our biggest factor in all of this, yeah. is that we potentially throw away uh, £120 and two blinds. Right. Well, you could cost. use them somewhere else, couldn't you? Yeah. So, so there you go. The so it's not a huge so risk. small. No. But yeah. like in the, in the, about everything, but breaking it down into what is the actual risk of not doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, maybe okay. the first people to sleep in it in July might be a bit warm. Right, yeah. So there we go. But it reminds me of that that thing of like um, what uh, what I, and I I'm going to mangle this quote, but um, why don't you can either can you afford to do this if you can't afford to do this you you're either going to pay enough to do this properly or you're going to have to do it again kind of thing. 
Do you want to? Do you want to? And a lot of businesses seem to do this, especially that I've, I've companies I've worked in. They'd rather like pay, like cut costs to 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 make it cheaper to do, but then they just have to pay to do it again because if you can't do it right, be ready to do it again. I don't know, mm. something like yeah. that. I th- I think that's. For, I think in this like for a situation in this, there's nothing to that. What you're throwing away is, mm. is really small. And it's not fundamental. It's another layer. So you're not choosing to buy the extra thing. But yeah, the buy once, buy well thing is a good a good approach. What was this ice um, cream thing you were talking about? The ice cream thing. Well, we, we went out for lunch last Sunday. Yeah. And uh, we, was, we went for, to a cafe beforehand to have a coffee because it was a bit early. And the cafe does these really nice ice cream cups. My daughter was like, "Oh, I'll have an ice cream." Hmm. We said, "Well, you're actually there's no rules. You can have you can have pudding before lunch, but what if the restaurant has got a better ice cream than yeah. the cafe? Because you can't have two puddings. You can have one for a starter, but you can't have two, right? Or and we can always come back to this cafe afterwards if we have to to have our ice cream." So it's like, so we dis- we were able to discuss gambling, risk, <laughs> hedging, all sorts of things <laughs> just on the ice cream decision. In the end, she didn't have the ice cream. Right. Uh, and then the one at the restaurant was very grown up and not at all to her liking. <laughs> it was it was um, pumpkin seed ice cream. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Grown up ice cream flavor. <laughs> she wanted like pumpkin. So... <laughs> So she did, in fact, miss out. Uh, um, but um, it's it. But it, it just it comes back to what like the crux of what where risk where like the rubber meets the road of what risk is 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 decisions. Like what yeah. choice am I going to make? And so sometimes like too many choices, you just get choice paralysis and you choose inaction and you just you don't. Because it reminded me of when I went to New York and I just wanted something for lunch and I went into this shop and it had like. This huge long shop, and it had like every single cuisine on the entire planet as a choice. <laughs> and I just, I walked through there just going, oh, why? And, and I just came out having bought nothing. And um, it just, I just, it was too much for me. And I think, um, so so starting out, but even, I even felt that a little bit with your, you know, your daughter's story, <laughs> like choice paralysis. <laughs> do I have this ice cream now or do I wait delay the choice but risk that it's going to be pumpkin some bullshit pumpkin thing <laughs> that's probably what she was thinking <laughs> but the fact that you can still come back but it's like it's very hard to make a decision isn't it um it is it is i did i did read this paper recently and i cannot remember under what heading or, or where i was reading it or how i found it i will try and find it but it was something like taking longer over a decision doesn't necessarily in fact reduces the chance of you making a good decision there's something about like we're not capable of holding all these different factors in our heads blah 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 so actually if you make a decision quickly it's more likely to be a better decision than some sort of postponed decision that is overthought essentially yeah and then there's a there's a habit to that as well if you're if you're in the habit of like regularly making decisions instead of putting off one decision indefinitely, then you're just going to get better at making decisions. And it's a muscle you can exercise. And that was something in this book as well. Like If you're used to going, okay, it's better to make a choice than to just 
not think about that today and it, it's just it's a muscle you can build up that's what i'm saying so um and and yeah like it, the longer you leave it like it the landscape changes as well so you have to be able to take opportunities you have to be able to go am i going to stop for these uh berries yeah. that i've spotted yeah, yeah. on for free these straw free strawberries or am i going to keep going and like yeah that that is it's if if you're not it, and it's hard, like, the more decisions you make. It's tiring making a decision. That's the Barack yeah. Obama thing, isn't it? The Steve Jobs thing. It's like we they, they wear the same thing every day because it's just one less choice they have to make every day. Yeah. And that, that yeah. can be quite a time-consuming choice. Like, what am I going to wear in the morning? Um, yeah, the, I think the, the decision-making the decision -making, uh, element of it is like, I, th I think people... I, I think with risk, it's very easy to, to get caught up in trying to be right and and finding out what all the factors are that you need to know to be right or to make the right decision. And then, you know, and I think there's a limit to how many of those factors we can handle or even mm. understand. Yeah, That's like, there's many, like, you know. so factors, so, so I guess there's factors for a single choice, but there's also number of choices um, and yeah. there's two different sort of axes of. Um... So, so, how does so this however boring, risk... how does it? Well, how well? Yeah, that's true. Going back to the risk, offered to decision making, <laughs> risk is only one element. Well, I think one of the things I was going to bring to this conversation yeah. was about when you're reporting user research findings. So you go mm. and test something with some people who are going to use it, and then you come up with a parade of findings, and the person sitting on the other side is going, "So what?" Hmm. And that some of them are absolutely opportunities. Some of them are some sort of barrier, but some of them are very much around the risk of do not addressing it. Like what's yeah. going to happen? So, okay, users have a problem. Okay. So what if I ignore that? Like what, what happens? How much business do I lose? Hmm. How many people are going to fail to do a thing? How many, how many, how much reputation am I going to lose? Blah, blah, blah. So it's all about understanding what you're, and in that, sense it's not just about how much business am i going to lose it's like what is the risk of me losing that business so it's like uh mm. and until you can express things properly as the risk uh i think i think that's a helpful tool for people to eliminate what to act on and what not to act on yeah and then like the list of choices you get is a part of that as well so if the choice is get vaccinated don't get vaccinated then people are mm that people are going to sort of focus all of their thinking on that and i guess that's why you're not like cross the road don't cross the road or like get on a plane get in a car kind of thing where these are things that don't really feel like choices in the same way but if you sort of frame something as a choice like are we going to leave the european union like yes or no like it's sort of like is that there needed to be more options? <laughs> I was like, too well, I think, few options. I think part, yeah, I think part of the problem with the risk element of that's like, I don't know, I don't know, so therefore it's better to say no. I don't. Yeah, I don't that. know, like, so on, therefore on the, nothing. Yeah, like, like no one ever got fired the, yeah. for 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 buying IBM, that IBM. kind of thing, taking the safe yeah. option, like not doing anything. No one's going to go. Well, you you're not going to get nearly as much flack for making a decision that was well, for not doing something as you are if you make a bold decision which is needed for yeah. success and then it goes wrong and then if there if there are like vultures looking to crack pounce on you then yeah there's a reason that people are afraid to do that but the, yeah. 
one bit that I don't understand in that argument, going back to referendum, like mm. I told, the, 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 I, I'm sure I've told you the story about the day before the referendum, I was working with somebody who was like, well, and he finally admitted that he still wasn't sure which way mm. he was going to vote. And like, and we were like, do you like your life as it is right now? <laughs> yes, I do. Well, then, don't, then you vote not to leave you you know it's like are oh, you have so do you go on holidays yes do you go truck do you go but here's the thing about mountain biking in france here's the thing about, like and how it's going to change it's like if if everything it's like the, the 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 vaccine debate i think is like i've not heard it when you just said it now i was mm. just thinking about the way i negotiate with my child often mm. People, she needs to feel like she has control over certain things, but I, she cannot have control over many things because yeah. she doesn't understand anything about the world. Really, yeah. it's very limited understanding. So you give her a choice of two good options. Yeah. Do you want these trousers or those trousers? Where you've like you are wearing trousers today because it's gold. <laughs> it's like yeah. Fair. You want there to be pros and cons to each option that an expert has kind of like weighed up and gone. Look, you can either go high risk. Uh, low reward, high reward, high risk kind of thing. Like, but like these are both kind of like more or less the same. It's just about like what decision you want. When one decision, and we sort of expect that to be implicit in a choice like a referendum, but like something like that where one it's so grotesquely imbalanced one way, and um, that yeah, it's like a mirage on one side, and and like x thousands of people's expertise on the other side as soon as you yeah yeah you've sort of been betrayed by the person offering you the choice at the end of the day and um they didn't do their job in like assessing the risk no. and assessing all the things implicit in those things uh sorry. I, still, I still don't know that you know that the the, the referendum is such a terrible thing <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I still i still don't know how many of the people making that vote voting to leave really thought they were making such a nihilistic choice yeah like let's just smash it up and work it out later how many really does 50 percent of the british population (laughs) voting population really have such a throwaway attitude to risk yeah let's find out after the break So um, uh, my uh, yeah, like so. So this is an experience I've had um, with the um, the the, ne- the 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 so our local council, Queens Park, whatever. They're doing this. Um, they're doing a referendum on some nonsense because <laughs> it works so well. And I I am I'm very discouraged by the fact that I put this thing up on next door and like one person said, oh, I'm going to try and read this document. No one else replied. And like, so how can they say, oh, we're going to leave this choice up to you to a load of people are too busy to read your document, your 10 years worth of content. It says 10 years. We got an email. 10 years of consultant consultation, basically in action for 10 years because they're so afraid to make any kind of decision. And then instead of finally making a decision, they go, oh, let's just like, 
make put the process up to a referendum and say, did the public want to vote that 25% instead of 15% of money goes to some acronym that I don't understand? Like, and um, the fact, you know, like, and then the email they sent around, like, you know, I talked about the objectives being completely divorced from the actual policies. They just put this email yeah. with all the objectives in it and then, like, didn't really say anything about what, they were actually going to do at all and it's like we're having a referendum no one's going to read your document no one's going to look at any of no. this information you're not doing any making any effort to... attached in a pdf it wasn't attached in a no but the, you've got to download a pdf to read the document mm. but um yeah the email uh. didn't even have refer like didn't even mention any of that stuff so it's like you can't even how is anyone supposed to address risk without even having the time to assess the options and why are you putting it's like who's making that decision like when you put the decision in the place of someone that doesn't have any way of making that decision it's what are you even doing but i think that's you know like the people running that though the people that sent it out what are they afraid of why is their understanding of risk so contorted yeah. that they're spending 10 years to make a decision about putting some cycle lanes in? Yeah, well, they're not even putting, cycle, putting some cycle parking I know, I know rails in. <laughs> like, I know that's what they've like, ended up with. That's sorry. like, what's the thing we're going to get least told off about instead of like, what's the winning decision? And there's the... So, I mean, it's political risk versus like yeah, risk really. of actually serving your community, isn't it? It's like, oh well, they, they they're so focused on the political risk that they're not focused on like what they're actually who they're trying to help. I don't think. No. Uh, no. Well, I want to get elected again, so I can't can. do anything because well, then I might I... make a mistake, and everyone hates mistakes. Like it's like, uh, it, but it, it's it's uh, so, you know Brighton mm. the. I believe Labour and I think it was the Tory councillors got together, certainly it wasn't the Green councillors, to remove one of the cycle lanes. So in 2021, 2021, mm. the year the world is at the brink of climate collapse. The <laughs> way to solve it. congestion on a road is to get rid of a protected cycle lane rather than put in some sort of sensible alternative transport option or, you know, a park and ride that functions because Brighton does not have a functioning park and ride mm. system anyone uses yeah. I mean what kind of is because some gobby taxi drivers she says being really mm. I don't know who's had a go at them for it and who's put the pressure on but somebody has lobbied for that who and that and and Brighton has let Brighton or super cool hipster Brighton vegan capital of England yeah it's <laughs> like had its cycle lane removed I mean um yeah, I, and, and this is, I, I don't know how this connects, but this book, going back to this book, like, um, it does sort of make this point that, like, well, he sort of frames taxes as people sort of voting to punish the rich um, with taxes. But then, so, and I think there's a, that's certainly debatable, the idea that it, we want to do it as a punishment as much as, like, I don't know. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. But like the the low the the poor and work middle class voted taxes in in order to tax the risk, but then ended up paying more taxes than than the rich altogether. But if you think of that in terms of the powerful, um, it's like of course they're always going to squirm out of it. You can sort of take that point out of it. Wasn't tax invented by the rich landowners and monarchs of times gone by. 
Well, this according to this the... guy, it was yeah. uh, apparently it's like to fund a war. There was a bit of a whip, a couple of wars. There was like whip rounds in 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 the UK. I mean, I've like, watched America, Robin but... Hood. I've watched Robin Hood. No, he says that his my rich dad, my poor dad, said that Robin Hood was a hero, and my rich dad said that he was a crook. You know, there's there's very much like this kind of like attitude to it. But I think there's certainly a point there that um, the people who have power will squirm out of whatever you try to impose on them and it'll end up just hurting the rest of us and um i mean i don't know how powerful taxis are yeah but um you're yeah. getting lower and lower in the frame and i have no sorry way of adjusting i think it. <laughs> the um the 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 the, the oh i thought the the whole um anyway again it's going to go off the wrist topic yeah. but um the whole idea that poor people vote for taxis because what they're jealous of rich people is just a nice story to tell yourself i think <laughs> if you are greedy well oh nobody likes me because i'm rich no nobody likes you because you're greedy um is my yeah well he frames it as i'm uh i use my intelligence to uh, focused on money instead of like believing that these things he says like how do you avoid being lazy is a bit of greed not too much but if you want to get out of being lazy, which most people are lazy by making themselves too busy to deal with the actual questions of life, of their, like their relationships and things. And he sort of goes, um, yeah, if you're a if 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 you want to get out of being lazy, then um, you should think about use a little bit of greed to help you instead of feeling guilty about it. But this is yeah, I, I'm this is it's interesting to to get this like rich person's perspective on all this because they do they just have such a different worldview that it's um how can how you know i don't know how we can communicate when we see things so differently um we have such different expectations and they're very much oh they want welfare to you know they're going to have to be rescued by welfare whereas we have been smart and created assets that earn us money and keep us, you know, we can keep going without working indefinitely because uh, we have all these assets making us money. Mm. So um, they're just thinking, they're looking at a completely different landscape of things to what we're looking at. So, um, yeah, but then we're, what a lot of what we're saying is, yeah, but you're, some of this stuff affects you too, like the climate catastrophe in the pandemic like, these are things that affect you too and there's they're something that you can't like isolate yourself from but yeah. I um, mean, the, the, so i think that another topic on risk mm. uh, is things like insurances right you know uh I'm, <laughs> I'm not averse to being phoned up by people who try and sell me insurance for me going well i bet you mm. <laughs> But that's not going to happen to me. And I know we have to have certain insurances, like, for example, your car insurances, as much to cover any injury that, heaven forbid, you inflict on somebody else. Mm. And that because you are driving a vehicle that, you know, a, an actual thing that can kill somebody. Uh, so and there is a there is a, there is a built in there, there is a risk that, that and it's not a it's not an intent. It's not a totally a unreal risk. Mm. It's, you know, yeah. people have car accidents. That's fine. Uh, but then there's some things like, you know, this kind of illness cover and that sort of illness cover and this sort of illness cover. And like, it's like, well, it's you like know, a, do I? 
a bad faith list of choices again, isn't it? It's like, yeah. OK, we're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. we're going to try and like because people choose the middle choice. So if you give them like four options when there really only should be one option, then they're going to sort of choose the one that you've priced up a bit a bit. And all that Sky TV is like all that kind of thing, isn't it? It's like here are all your choices. And instead of being real choices, real trade offs, they're just like ways to kind of increase, like make you just pay a little bit more money for something. Yeah, um, you don't really need. Um, they could just as easily give you all for the same price anyway, because it makes no difference to them technically, unless yeah. I guess there's licensing deals in place. But um, but, yeah. um, oh, but there's that. a there's a there's that. Um, I, I, maybe I, I don't know. I I feel like I've steamrolled over. I'm going to steamroller, but um, I just wanted to because I was thinking about this. Um, what what haven't I addressed there? Um, you said um. Yeah, like insurance. It's like, yeah. So the gamble. So what that made me think about, yeah, was that um, the rich dad and the poor dad. Like we, because like it says, poor and middle class people are terrified of losing money, and so everything is geared around never losing any money. And so it's sort of like you work for a salary, you get the money, and the money comes in, the money comes in, but very slowly and um, sort of like reliably. But there is it. There is a instead of risking like if but the way money works is that if you can put money into something, you can get way more out if you're not afraid to lose that money. And I guess it is the trade like, can you afford to lose this money is essentially the gamblers that you shouldn't be gambling with money you can't afford to lose. And then like the, the hard, reason it's hard to get started building your asset portfolio is because you haven't got any spare money that you can afford to lose yet. Um but there is a risk but he'll he's framing it as there's a risk to just keeping having this over specialized profession where you get a salary that that can go away and now you've got nowhere to to go like if your job gets automated or something like this and and sort of saying like that it's better to um work to learn rather than work for money so the more different sort of aspects of a profession you can like put into your brain the less risk there is of like just being kind of tied to one job, the way the sort of education system is educating people to be employees. It's not in, in educating people to be entrepreneurs, um, which I think is a fair point. Um, and think, there's a risk I think to... There's, yeah, yeah, I it, think there's, there's sort of like an unlo- underlying assumption in what the that everyone is the same and everybody has the same risk appetite, shall we call it that? And I think that's as much your nature as it is your, or how you've been taught and what you've been taught and how, if if you want, you know, to play this theory out to its fullest, mm. imagine if everybody was like that, if everybody was a little bit greedy and highly risk averse and willing to lose everything, you know, that there are, that that doesn't, it's just the way it seems to me that the way you're that that this is being framed or the arguments being framed Mm. in the book is like um those people that don't do this are somehow i don't know wrong or 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 missing out on something well actually um it feels like they could talk more about it's like it feels like a defensive position i don't know i I think i think maybe i'm just not explaining it very well if that's how you're reacting to it because uh, he says like if you are like maybe i just need to throw a bit more in here um like if you are risk averse then there's like on the on the sort of investing kind of thing there's different levels of that but um 
if you are, if you do just want to be an employee, if, I, I shouldn't say just, but if you do want to be an employee and specialise and do that kind of thing, then it's very, very important to unionise. Like, that's his point. Like, if you do want to stay in that world, you need to have the power of that union. Otherwise, like, to protect you because you are putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, even mm. though society tells you that it's the right, safe thing to the do is option. get a job. It's actually okay. like you're putting all of your life into this one basket that could go away. And like unionization is the first thing you have to do there. So I think that that's a point right, that you okay. would agree on, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's that, that, yeah. But I, but I think that um, the, the, the attitude, I think the attitude to risk is about being able because in that scenario what he's presenting is that actually the worst case scenario is not that impossible mm. pension funds go bust yeah, yeah. because of greed like it's means- it is actually a real risk yeah. you're really risking you know it's like you've been loyal you've worked 40 years in the same place you got your gold watch or whatever yeah. you got when you retired and they blew your pension fund yeah and that that is not a want or oh, it's never happened it's not like a pandemic <laughs> it does happen on quite a regular basis i think yeah. big firms lose their pension funds but i think that's but that's presenting an actual scenario that is that that I think many of the people making those decisions aren't being made aware of or haven't understand understood yeah, the true yeah. risk. And it's, it's it's like this, oh it'll be okay, it'll be fine. It's I don't know, you know, name some big firm that's had yeah. a, had their pension fund go bust, I'm sure. Well it's it's not really in the employer's interests to highlight that risk either. Like no. it's not really in the and the, the way the education system is, like it's not really in that system's interests to kind of warn people of that risk because they want sort of compliant employees um that that will work well as as yeah like within a company and they're sort of a bit more scared of yeah like someone that can actually figure it out but like but then like coming back to the like the the levels of risk it's like even in that four-hour work week book it's you don't have to quit your job and you know do something else but he, he took like this guy like you can like the, the well the first step that tim ferris says is like um just try and get it so you can work remotely this is like 2003 this is before this all happened if you can work remotely then you don't have to perform to and you can actually use your time for other things and still get your work done what this guy said you know he when he was he worked at xerox he took the job because he wanted to learn about sales um and that's that's what he was doing in the job but he wasn't like spending all his money on luxuries and <laughs> spending all his buying things he was learning he was taking courses in like uh real estate investments and like create buying assets before by doing anything else and learning how to kind of build the asset and then before then his like he still had a pay a well-paying job but then he was also generating all this income he ended up generating more income from these property investments than than from the job and 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 how that so and that wasn't necessarily a risky thing in the same way as like I'm just no. going to go out on my own in the cold and just ignore that path. It's like how can you use this? How can you you, you can mitigate risk without? 
it doesn't have to be all or nothing, does it? Is is, is there any point I'm yeah. making that? I, t- I think it's a good point, and I think, but I, and I think it's about what drives you, what you're interested, in, what you're curious about. Mm. I am curious about day traders who make money on mm. their, literally make money on their computer in a way that I can't, despite what my daughter thinks I do for a living. But I've never been curious enough to learn about it. It is n- doesn't yeah, it draw me in, and I think the fact that 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 sort of it, 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 that. Uh, I, I will endlessly read stuff about humans and this. I can't, you know, but, but this is not something, I mean, that, that sort of yeah. need to invest in yourself on an ongoing basis, 100%, uh, mm. you know, there's no, but, and I, and I think, but I think, I think perhaps part of this is that people don't spend enough time or don't invest enough time in understanding the true risks of their lives. Mm. And, and or within their lives and going yeah. back to this whole um you you know one of the things that connects you and i is that is that experience of really bad shit actually happening yeah and so and it make it, 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 it is is brought to us i think an awareness that many people don't have and it is if if education doesn't give it to you sometimes life does is the awareness yeah. that some risks are really real and you really yeah. do need to think about them, right? So, so going back to the insurance thing, Nick and I have had a conversation about life insurances to some, but within 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 reason, because when my father died suddenly, my parents hadn't had that conversation, yeah. and my mum was pretty screwed, you know, like it was a different. Oh, so it's like a, a a, and I think going back to the whole brilliant full power to that guy who had a full-time job and then used it for something else but maybe i mean he could just have easily have used it to get really good at knitting that spare time and you know do you know what I mean? it's just what you interested in i think it's, more people it would do us all well to be more more clear on what the risks truly are yeah stuff but and i think but i think what he'd add is like uh, obviously like there's nothing quite like being interested in money and assets in order to kind of generate, to create wealth and freedom in your life for, for everything else. It's like, it, it, it is a sort of special kind of crux of things that then, and his thing is like, it's not taught. We don't get taught how to think about money. We don't really understand no. it. So, and, and so we sort of fall into this like risk averse understanding of money where you only ever want it to go up even though it's going up by hardly anything when if you understood it properly you'd realize that actually like if you if you start practicing putting it into one thing or the other but yeah like it it does definitely say like you've got to be interested in it like you've got well you've got to like but sometimes the thing that you say i don't know it like the like what sometimes the reason that you're not going to do something is a really good reason to do it kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into, I don't want to be a landlord because I don't want to fix toilets. Well, instead of saying, I don't want to, it's like, well, how can I not fix toilets? Okay, well, I'll get a property manager to do the toilet fixing. And then that's, that's you know, there's that kind of thing. There's, 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 I think, I, I think you made some good points about like, we often just paint ourselves into a dead end instead of like using the power of our brains to just go okay well if i need money like what how can i afford this like what can i do to afford this and um yeah, yeah but anyway like and uh, risk not risk but like, let me just do the last break and then we can have a quick brief chat about what we're going to put in that
I pressed uh, end broadcast instead of like finish video. Risky. It's risky recording a podcast live. But no, no, no. Here's the subject. Here's the. I, I always, I, I feel like um, the. I, I feel like risk looks. Risk is entertaining in a way, like. But only it's. But you sort of have to pull it off. Um, I think risk on stage looks good if it's obvious that like it might not have worked out and it does that gives people this kind of really special feeling that you, like if it, you're sort of like doing something by rote and it's the same every time you're just kind of practicing the same thing over and over again uh, you can people get a reliable experience but they don't get like a magical experience and I think that's something I've I've always um, kind of looked for sort of been biased towards in my creative output but probably to a fault that means that I put out way too much inconsistent stuff because I'm like trying to get that magical moment to happen I'm addicted to that and um yeah it's not the same as someone that does you know 10,000 versions of the same painting and you know builds a name for themselves that way I'm like yeah, yeah I like a different approach to it but I see. I think that I so I definitely am of the um, you know life begins at the end of your comfort zone and all of that yeah. kind of like you've got to go out you've got to try stuff you yeah. have to try stuff yeah, yeah. you know a lot of the time there is very much what if it goes wrong absolutely nothing will happen if it goes wrong but there's potential for loads of good stuff to happen if it goes right mm. and I think in action that sort of like the potential opportunity of what can happen when you try something new, go somewhere new, go to a party you didn't want to go to, yeah. go on a date you didn't want to go on, meet somebody, whatever it might be, whatever is your thing, um, I think that is a really powerful thing. I think one of the, one of the things you're talking about, that, like the difference between sort of being brave or, you know, taking a risk versus just, randomly trying loads of stuff or like I'm exaggerating what you just said <laughs> now but there's something about calculating the risks yeah. and mitigating them and going okay so you know thinking the using your brain <laughs> as part of this <laughs> equation because I don't I just YOLO it I'm like okay let's try this I'm an experimenter yeah. like but you got sometimes you could just go this is a risk I should probably mitigate that but yeah so I think maybe in front of your experiments you need to introduce the concept of piloting maybe that give you like place to play without going full yeah um, but i don't like people that's i don't like people that say oh i make experimental music because i think like that they should they should have a concept of a successful experiment and they often don't it's just like this is going to be boring every single time probably because i'm not actually (laughs) trying to make it better through my experimentation But that's about learning. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think there's like this, you know, going back to the, I don't know, the the, the motorbike trip or something. Yeah. It's like you, you, you can not do it. Yeah. That's one option. And then you miss out on a big, you know, an adventure that where it is an adventure, whichever way you look at it. And then there's mm. the um, working out how many of the steps you can anticipate because you mm. don't know till you're there. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, we can work out. We're going flying into Alaska, right? There's going to be bears. There's going to be huge mosquitoes. There's going to be like, you know, like, and then there's, and I, and I think having a little bit of a playthrough of what actually could go wrong mm. for real. Yeah. <laughs> Not the made up, like, like going back to the vaccine question, yeah. which I think is the, 
it that's where and what you were saying about the referendum and stuff at the beginning of the podcast it's mm-hmm. like this oh i don't know so i'm gonna say no is, yeah is the problem it's yeah. the sort of like you know the the vaccine position is like okay for me the risk of complications of the disease are higher than the risk of complications from the vaccine so therefore i vaccinate and there's other benefits but um but if you if you like going oh i don't know therefore i'm just gonna sit here things want that is a hundred percent predictable that things are not gonna get better and they might get worse yeah whereas if you if you take the risk things might get better or they'll stay the same or you know, if, like... if you fail, you learn as well. Like if you if you take a risk and fail, you learn something from that. And that's, again, the muscle you've got to exercise. You take a risk, you try something, it doesn't work. You try something else, it doesn't work. <laughs> you maybe lose six months, you maybe lose a year. Like I've been doing that like habitually for the last five years, probably six, just every time, like trying a thing. But I think like i'm never really doing a very good job of even thinking about what the risks might be in advance before doing it because i just like jump in and go okay let's try making music full-time for that for the foreseeable future see what happens without really a plan on like okay well what's what's at stake there but i did do that like the the uh, fear setting exercise before quitting contracting and i did i went through it like step by step that's tim ferris's thing um and that actually like gave me a bit more of a uh, like the fears kind of tell you a lot about what you need to do, don't they? And we're good at yeah. fear. So, yeah. but if you, if your attitude to fear is, well, I'm going to use that to help me handle this risk better rather than I'm going to use this to just not do anything, then that's where you get stuck. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fear tells you a lot. You learn a lot from your fears. And then as soon as you write down, oh, I might, my skills might flag. And then if I do need to go back to contracting, I might not know how to do anything anymore. You write that down and then you go, oh, no, I'm actually going to develop more skills because I'm not going to be stuck doing the same programming language for an extra year because that's how the project was started by these people. I'm going to keep moving forward faster and it's I'm actually going to do, you know, you have these little fears and sometimes just writing it down like helps you realize it's not even a risk. It's actually like a benefit of the decision so um yeah we 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 are imagination machines aren't we and our imagination is very powerful and i think a lot of what the the book i'm reading comes down to is like if you don't if instead of saying like i can't afford that you say how can i afford that you you let your brain start working for you if you say and i if you say i'm not going to oh there is a risk therefore i'm not going to do anything that's very different to going Okay, there is a risk which I'm scared of, but what what else is there here? If you keep looking at it, you go, well, what's the risk of inaction? If you start keep yeah. thinking about it, then you're you're gonna be much safer, and that's your sort of the biggest thing you can do is like think these things through instead of shutting it down. The worst thing you can do is just shut down a thought. Assume you know everything. Assume that like oh it's too much or like not make time to think about it is the, the, the my problem with these referendum like my local people my friends around here is like they're not gonna even make time to read that P- pdf like because it's not a priority and you and so they're gonna uh, we're all gonna be worse off as a result <laughs> i think i think the opposite of being risk averse is not stupidity 
<laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's like no, it's you know, it's not a scale from there, ah, mindless, jump in, do whatever you like. Yeah. From oh no, it, there's there's a definite scale. There's some work involved, uh, but I, I think that um, being comfortable understanding risk is a really helpful tool <laughs> in work and life. And I believe that nothing bad can happen. And I made a song about it. I'm trying to think if there's a way I can play this for the outro, but maybe we can just, let's go into the, uh, let's let's finish it there. Yeah, enough. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mm, thanks for listening sorry (laughs) sorry. i was just saying the professional levels of this podcast are really going well and then uh, had to uh, bring in ivanka what were you going to (laughs) say what i was going to say was that uh, you know on the subject of taking risks and everything we do seem we've sort of experimented quite a lot recently with our tools and our and a format and a all sorts so um yeah you gotta sorry, you can't just funny. think about everything you gotta try it like you know this week i was trying out my streams like i could have just like tried to make it perfect before putting anything up but you learn so much from just like doing it um in a way that i just find i learn so much from just trying something compared to trying to but I, it would be good to think about it a little bit more but it's, there's no time, is there? There's never enough time. Anyway, if you like the podcast... Don't, don't think, just do it. Just do it. Um, if you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. That's us. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Um, you can subscribe there in your podcast app of choice. You can join us live on Twitch every Friday morning um, at twitch.tv. Well, if you go to grandpodcast.com, there'll be a thing that lets you follow me and then you'll get a notification when we go live. You can you can contribute if you want. Like Shaz said hi this morning. And Isotonic Studios raided us with one viewer just to test his Stream Deck button. So thanks for that, Darren. I've no, Darren is uh, someone I like in, met... 13 years ago when I was doing some complicated weirdness with my um, with my music setup and um, I, I found him in uh, DJ Decane's uh, Slack and as part of his uh, crowd I was like hey Darren I know you and he's from Dunstable which is near Luton which is where I grew up so uh, we're locals I think he's gone now so I don't think he knows what we're talking about <laughs> he said he was just testing the stream deck buttons um where where uh, where um you can find me at Michael Forrest on Twitter. Where can people find you, Ivanka? On the... people can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Excellent, and you can tweet at her about all the problems of Ivanka's uh, clothing lines and things like that, and she will yeah, respond. And shoe designs and Chinese vote patents on voting machines. Uh, um, <laughs> we're we're um we're going to start a new podcast soon, which is going to interleave with this one. It's going to be interlaced with this one. Um, my feeling is that we, most people at this point with the pandemic, have a huge backlog of our podcast episodes anyway. So let us know if you're going to be running dry on grad podcasts. Shaz says, woo, even though I feel like she's not going to be super interested in uh, what we're talking about on the new podcast. Maybe she'll just enjoy it for our, our interactions and maybe you will. Listener, um, but yeah, we—I uh, don't know. I'd quite like to get, we're, and we're missing next week as well because Ivanka's got guests. So, uh, but hopefully soon though, we can get started on this new one as, as long as we don't spend too long trying to mitigate every single possible risk. 
Mmm, that's pointed at me. <laughs> and just go, because we'll do this one and then we'll do the next one. It's like, do you want to take the permanent job? Yes, because I can easily just quit in 11 months anyway. It's not permanent. It's just a word. Everything changes all the time. Life is change. Everybody, even if you don't make a decision, things will still change. So just try it for the love of Jesus. <laughs> um, because you know what? Let me see if I can. I'm going to try and play this song uh, just to inspire you to, uh, you know, like just do something difficult. So, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, bye, 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 b